Hello and welcome to the Ask Pastor podcast. I'm John Dalrymple. This podcast is a place where the pastors of Cornerstone Baptist Church answer questions related to church ministry and the Christian life from a biblical and pastoral perspective. If you have a question that you'd like one of the pastors at Cornerstone to answer, please send an email to askpastor at cornerstonebaptist.info. In addition, we'd love to hear how many people listen to this podcast, so if you'd be kind enough to send us an email, even if you don't have a question, we would really appreciate your feedback. I'll be back at the end of the podcast to let you know about the next episode that we'll be releasing at the end of December. Well, we are eagerly anticipating this Sunday and our Christmas program that uh, the choir and orchestra are going to be putting on. It's a highlight of the year for our church. kind of kicks off the Christmas season for uh, many, in many ways for our families as we start off with Christmas program and then look forward to the Christmas season that we spend with our families. What we want to do today as we um, have this podcast is talk about that Christmas season and some of the challenges that are inherent in the Christmas season. Matthew chapter 1 and verse number 21, the angel comes to Joseph and says this, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. This angel uh, comes to Joseph and delivers this incredible message. The entirety of the Old Testament is all anticipating the birth of the Messiah. And here the angel comes and tells Joseph, Jesus is coming. The Messiah is coming. Mary will have this child. And that is, that is the amazing nature of Christmas as we celebrate that, the, the birth of Christ. But the reality is, is that we don't always keep that focus. That amazing reality can be distracted from us as we go throughout the season. So today what we want to do is, is talk about that. And Pastor and John and Chris are all here with me today. Let's answer this question first. What is it that takes the focus away from us at Christmas as far as where it ought to be on Christ? What are the things that can take our focus away from that, that focus we ought to have? I think perhaps the most prominent uh, distraction for us was actually intentional. I, I strongly suspect that the culture that has uh, arisen around Santa Claus was uh, a, has at least developed into a deliberate attempt to downplay the role of Jesus Christ. Uh, it, it doesn't seem to be uh, accidental that his name is Santa Claus, which bears some similarity to Jesus Christ. He gets portrayed as somebody who can cover uh, every home in the world in a single night, that comes dangerously close to omnipresence. He knows who's been naughty and who's been nice all year long. That sounds like omniscience. And he seems to have uh, unlimited resources. He can provide gifts for everybody. Uh, quite a bit of power there. This can't be that this is all accidental and that he has, in popular culture, become the centerpiece of Christmas celebration. I think believers have to take note of that 
and and take steps to make sure that that doesn't happen. If if Santa has any role in your celebration of Christmas, then it, it has to be minimal in, in my perspective. Uh, in our home, we decided early on uh, when our children were very young that he was going to have no visible role at all. Uh, there's no eliminating him from commercials and programs on television uh, from the, the mall and so forth. You're, you're going to encounter that. But we just decided we were not going to decorate for Christmas with things that are directly related to Santa Claus and not related to Christ or scripture or the actual Christmas story. So that would, um, that would include such uh, lovable things like reindeer, but it's okay to have uh, sheep. They're part of the actual Christmas story. Uh, we, rather, than, uh, uh, rather than a sleigh, for instance, although yeah, that's, a, that's a wintry thing. There, 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 there's aspects where that is legitimate, but uh, just things that are directly connected to Santa Claus, we just try to, to Tried to do our best to avoid that. You know, leave the elves out in the cold then. The elves are out, right? <laughs> but they don't seem to mind cold. So. Uh, I, I think that can go a long way. If you, if, if you are not participating in the replacement activity, uh, pushing Christ out, which is what the world has tried to do, then if you're not participating in that, that is as all by itself going to... Uh, leave room for Christ to be in the center. I don't think that resolves the issue, but it opens the door for uh, for making sure that Christ will be in the center of your Christmas celebration this year. Mm-hmm. You know, another thing that uh, we all encounter, we encounter Santa Claus and that whole mentality around it. But another um, reality that, that is around us in the world is the whole a materialism aspect of Christmas. And that is um, difficult because it is so fun to get gifts. And as you get older, it's fun to give gifts. And yet, sometimes there is that tendency for people to, that's all they like to focus on. And I know in our household, um, we've chosen like pastor to try not to focus on Santa Claus at all. And even with that effort, there still is the challenge of my children um, being focused on gifts. And that's a natural thing for them to do. Um, the fact that they get gifts is and like to receive gifts, that's, that's natural. Um, but it's a reality. You know, they see the, the catalogs that come in the mail. There's Amazon.com where they can scroll and pick up, make their Christmas wish as long as they want. Um, and, you know, they're anticipating getting different things. And so that is a challenge that I faced in my own home and even in my own heart to allow the materialism that is being pushed at us from the world to creep into my heart. And I've seen it creep into the hearts of, of my own my own children. So that's one thing. Another thing that kind of distracts from um, Christ and the focus that he needs to be. I think speaking of the home, I think the home itself 
uh, can be uh, another one of these challenges. And, and by the home itself, I don't mean decoration, uh, even though I'm sure that uh, that can be included in this category as well, decorating your actual physical home. But by home, I mean our family. Um, I think our, our time with our family, the traditions that we have as a family, all of these are wholesome things, and they're beautiful things, and they're gifts from God. Um, and they aren't to be avoided, uh, these, these traditions. They are special, and they have their place. But I think the family category and some of these others as well um, fall into the category of wholesome things that leave a dangerous door open. They leave a door open for idolatry. And that's a really, really scary word, but all that means is that uh, we are putting ultimate priority on something other than the one who deserves our worship. Ascribing worth significantly, whether it's a time of year or, or, or anything, uh, where that is, uh, that's what's happening in our hearts. And I think that's a dangerous thing here. Not putting priority on bad, sinful things, but just simply putting the ultimate priority on things, on traditions, on gifts, on enjoyable experiences, uh, instead of whom we're act- the one whom we're actually celebrating uh, or to be focused on. And what we are focusing on and celebrating this time of year, which is his, his coming, his incarnation, which paved the way for his, uh, his sacrificial death. Uh, on our behalf and his resurrection. All of that is possible because of this glorious thing that we are celebrating. And that's what we are needing God's grace to put the focus back on. So I think in in talking about these things, what we've realized is that um, no matter who we are, there are pressures outside of us in the world and there are internal pressures desires that we have that can eclipse the true meaning of Christmas. So we want to keep Christ as the center of Christmas. So what can we do to make that happen, uh, both for ourselves and for our families? I'll go ahead and start off. Um, I know even just recently I've talked to a few um, different families, uh, dads who are trying to figure out how to, to go into this Christmas season and keep the focus on Christ, uh, as you just mentioned, with gifts and Santa Claus and everything around them. And I think uh, when we're talking about keeping Christ as um, central in Christmas, uh, the best way to do that is keeping God's Word central in Christmas. I know from my experience as a um, as a young boy, we would always look forward to that Christmas morning when we would slide down the stairs, all four of us side by side. Can't quite do that now. <laughs> and um, we'd get get down into the kitchen and uh, race into the to the room and but and see all the the gifts and the stockings and and get so much excitement um, with with what was about to take place. Which a lot of it was not just the gifts we had received, but gifts that we could give to that we had purchased for someone else. Um, and we're excited about doing that. Uh, opening those gifts. But before we did that, um, we would always take a few moments um, to to sit down as a family and to 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 open up God's Word. And uh, I remember um, that it was a, a priority in my family to actually memorize uh, the Christmas story from Luke 2 uh, so that we were able to to quote it there on Christmas morning. We did that as a family uh, each Christmas. And that memory sticks out for me 
um, as a way of just highlighting what this was all about before we opened the presents to to quote the Christmas story. I remember um, even as a, as a really young kid acting it out together with my siblings. And um, it's a fun way to just remember to keep what's most important um, right there at the, at the forefront of, of this day of celebration. I'll add to that, uh, John is exactly right. Uh, God's word being central, I would add to that uh, not to change what you have already been doing all year long, or at least what you should be doing uh, with with your family, what we should be doing with our families, particularly as heads of our home and as parents and as, as those who are uh, called to speak God's truth uh, and speak about him uh, no matter what time of year, what time of day it is, to speak his truth when we are walking around, when we are lying down when we're rising up, that everyday talk that we read about in Deuteronomy chapter 6. So don't change what you're already doing in terms of family Bible time, of that everyday talk, the, the gospel focus in the home, the, the primary nature of being at church to worship him. I think that holidays, because of the busyness and the travel and the schedule change and how things are just different, um, it gives a great excuse to let that lapse and we have to show our children uh, and remind ourselves through our personal time with God, through our family time with God, through the priorities that we have by God's grace set up throughout the year, that continues. We're not going to let that lapse. If anything, it should be more focused, not less, because of these distractions. God's word is, is a crucial part of this, continuing the exposure to it constantly, consistently, intentionally all throughout this season. Yeah, so like with, uh, as with every day, the way to begin this day is individually devote yourself to the Lord, to ask for his grace. You're going to need it on Christmas as we need it every day in order to make right decisions, to be a right influence on others, to, in this case, make sure Christ is the center. Uh, we need his help to do every good thing, and this would be in that category. You know, Pastor, I want to go off of something that you said earlier, and that is, um, you know, rather than having, um, um, you said, rather than having reindeer, having sheep, and kind of making that replacement, that distinction, and that got me thinking about the fact that it's, it's important for our children to realize why we don't focus on those things. They see everything around. They see the, the Santa Clauses in the mall. They see the decorations. They see all of those things. And taking that opportunity to show them that the world places the priority on one thing, but as believers, we have a responsibility to place the focus on where it, it ought to be. And I think that's extremely helpful. And there's you know, a number of different ways to do that. <clears throat> you know, you have that... that Growing up, we would have the advent calendars. Any of you ever do advent calendars? Mm -hmm. And inside each day was a piece of chocolate. And that was always fought over in my house. Um, oh, we never had that kind of calendar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. Um, I don't know where my parents got. The chocolate wasn't very good. But uh, um, opening up the advent calendar and the different days was fun. Um, but one, one thing that I have seen done is where there is an advent calendar that someone has made, and rather than being chocolate on set inside, 
each day has a different prophecy of the coming Messiah all the way up to um, December uh, 25th. And that, I think, is a good way to, on a daily basis, in the anticipation leading up to Christmas, to take that opportunity and each day to have that, that reminder um, of um, the, the, the promised one that was, that was coming. So that's one thing that, that I've seen that I think would be extremely helpful for a family to do. Yeah, scripture-based Advent calendars are a great idea because it's a daily reminder. Mm-hmm. It is something, and, and they can be really, really creative and kind of and fun, and, and they can be a scripture-based tradition for mm-hmm. your family. The one that we're doing this year is simply they open the little drawer in a special wooden Advent calendar that Laura found, and, uh, and inside is a little slip of paper that the, that the kids can color, but each one of them is a different name of Christ. And, and of course, as they, before they color or after they finish that, uh, we talk about what that name means, that he's our advocate, or he's the king of kings, or he's the redeemer. And it's just a daily thing, a daily opportunity for them to be reminded. Mm-hmm. So Advent calendars, as long as they're scripture-based and, and they're used intentionally in accordance with scripture, and that takes effort on our part, um, uh, that that's a great tool. And if a calendar is going to have chocolate, it ought to be good quality. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Chris, I want to take something that you just said that I think is extremely important. Uh, you made the statement that it takes effort. It takes a deliberate choice and sometimes even planning to make this happen. Um, these other distractions, they're gonna, we don't have to plan those distractions in our lives. They're going to come at us and at our children um, whether we want them to or not. And if we are going to keep Christ in the, in the place that he deserves, it is, it's going to take effort on our part and to do these types of things that we've been talking about. I would agree with that and just say that it, it doesn't start when your kids are older and they can actually understand what's, what's happening. Because I look at my kids, three, one, and four months old, and they're not really... Um, cognizant of everything that goes into Christmas the other day Santa Claus came in a Chick-fil-A and Micah just freaked out he hadn't he didn't know what <laughs> what was going on with this big uh, man with a red suit on um, so I think that uh, we have to set in place um, we're talking about traditions earlier but but healthy traditions that are going to be able to be repeated every year uh, and it really starts with us this isn't mm-hmm. just about our kids this is us keeping the priority um, on Christ and Christmas but helping our kids, even when they're, maybe you have somebody listening to this has really little kids. Um, and you say, how much keeping Christ of folks, what, what does that look like for a really little one? And for us, uh, even doing something as simple as having a little manger scene and walking through the, telling them the story of Christmas and keeping them engaged in that um, is really helpful. It's to the point where, where Josiah can almost explain that to a, to a guest that came in our home the other day. So um, don't wait to start um, uh, this, keeping this priority on Christ. Um, Speaking of parenting in Christ, I'm kind of curious, Pastor, as a as a grandparent, none of us have that um, that responsibility. I just want to pose that to you as as a grandparent. What do you think? What would you say to a grandparent listening to this who um, really wants to help their grandkids um, with that, keeping Christ as a as central? As a grandparent, I know it's typical to to refer to them as the ones that are, you know, just showering the gifts on them. But what do you think? What would you say to somebody? That has uh, grandkids. Uh, uh, about the gifts, we, we set a dollar limit. 
And we, we found that a number of years ago to be really help, helpful because without planning that ahead of time, every new thing you see at a store or on, in a commercial seems like something other good idea. But we have a budget and we and it's limited and we stick with it. And Jan's real good about keeping track of what she has already spent. So that, that's a little arbitrary. May not be a bad idea for parents to uh, uh, set that standard for themselves mm-hmm. as well, not mm-hmm. just grandma and grandpa. Yeah. Well, actually, I think we had that going before the grandkids came mm-hmm. as well. Does do you have a, a, a limit for Jan on what you spend on her? <laughs> you don't have to answer. That. <laughs> well, I thought we'd uh, kind of conclude this with a couple of really practical uh, and specific suggestions. A couple of tools uh, that we can that we can recommend. Uh, of course, anything outside of Scripture, uh, we recommend with a caveat, um, because it is not Scripture. Uh, but these things are very Scripture-based uh, and very uh, gospel-centered. Uh, in term, These are things that you can do, and they kind of serve uh, similar to an Advent calendar. They're just a month-long daily devotional guide uh, that is scripture-centered, that will help you individually or you as a family uh, to keep this focus. Uh, the first one is is by Paul David Tripp. It's a, a daily Advent devotional, and the title is Come Let Us Adore Him. It's published by Crossway, uh, primarily focused on adults, uh, written for adults, but uh, for each day, and it's all day, all, all, all month long from December 1 all the way through to the end of the month, uh, even going past Christmas. Uh, where there are uh, daily songs that you can sing, uh, carols that you can sing, and also each day includes uh, something for parents to be able to utilize as well. And I know some in our church family have found that to be very helpful. Uh, One that my family is using this year and has used in in several years past as well, another uh, daily devotional guide uh, for a family, and this one is designed more for a younger family. It's called Rejoicing in Christ the Newborn King, 25 Meditations for Family Worship During the Christmas Season by a man named Tegan Jos, who actually is a pastor of the uh, church now up in New Hampshire that Pastor and Jan uh, planted uh, many years ago. Um, But it it has a uh, Christmas carol for each day and a brief Bible study that includes discussion questions uh, to lead you up from uh, December 1st to uh, the 25th. So some good tools, some practical ideas perhaps that would be helpful for you. Let's remember that in all of this, um, we need God's grace and his help to do this. So it's important that as we, as we look forward to the Christmas season, that we um, pray and ask God for his help and his enablement to keep Christ at the center of Christmas. Once again, if you enjoyed this podcast or have another question for the pastors to answer and discuss, please email askpastor at cornerstonebaptist.info. That's askpastor at cornerstonebaptist.info. At the end of this month, we will be releasing a new episode where the pastors will discuss how to choose a Bible reading plan for 2019. If you'd like to make sure you don't miss that episode or any new episode, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Have a blessed Christmas season and remember to keep Christ central. Thanks for listening in.